0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome back to Ecto-1 Radio, your Ghostbusters podcast. I'm Andy and I'm your host. We are presented by Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, my regular movie podcast for all non-Ghostbusters related stuff. So you can check all that out um, on our main feed. You can check out our social medias at Facebook and Twitter, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. Please check those out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, please, and give us a review. It would be much appreciated. Um, I'm coming to you on a late July weekend. Um, I am recording early. This weekend, usually I try to release on maybe like Sunday, every other Sunday, but this one's going to be coming at you a little bit earlier than that. Uh, Ghostbusters is in the air for me right now. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new movie that we're waiting on. Um, And like I said, we're in late July, which is, you know, we're almost in August. And that means that summer is coming toward an end, and we're looking towards the fall, towards the later part of the year and so that means sooner rather than later we're gonna we're gonna start getting some content for this movie and i'm excited for it i'm excited for all of us ghostbusters fans uh it's a great time to be a ghostbusters fan right now i've said it before and i'll say it again um but today we're going to talk a few different topics um I do want to let you know as well, I, I did record for our YouTube channel, uh, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes YouTube channel. I, you know, A couple of months back, I started recording some gameplay of Spirits Unleashed and Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered. I'm going to continue that this weekend, continue my um, playthrough of Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered. i've just put it off and put it off doing other things but i feel like it's time to to sort of jump back on that train and um and you know jump back into ghostbusters gaming and i'm really excited to do that i love that game i love the end of that game so i'm excited for the levels that we're going to jump into but check that out on our youtube channel that'll be coming for you this weekend um one last thing before we get into our Ghostbusters topics, I did release on our regular podcast feed. I did release um, a review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, maybe you're an Indiana Jones fan. you know those are two franchises that uh, were happening you know around the same time in the world. Um, so go check that out if you're interested in that. Um, you know I, I love Indiana Jones. Um, so, you know, it was a fun review for me to do, but make sure to go check that out on our main podcast feed if you're so interested. All right, let's talk some Ghostbusters today. Like I said, I'm excited. Um, I actually just got through, uh, this is not Ghostbusters related, but I just got through watching or rewatching, uh, the flash. It came out on streaming, um, a couple days ago. So I just, uh, rented it watched it again i really like that movie it's it's quite a bit different but it's gotten me in the mood to talk some 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 news some movie news so um let's jump into our uh ghostbusters topics uh for this week i actually want to start with this one even though it's not happy news but i do want to jump into it because um it is important um so i think that it, it bears talking about uh we did get news this week that brian creative the production company behind ghostbusters afterlife filed for bankruptcy now you know this is not going to affect ghostbusters going forward but um it is sad you know that you know they were also involved with uh the joker movie uh licorice pizza um as well as ghostbusters afterlife um you know they uh the CEO sent out a statement this week to, uh, you know, all the partners and team members to notify them of the bankruptcy. Um, so, you know, this is, this is kind of ongoing with the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strikes going on right now. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of a weird time for entertainment right now. These, you know, a lot of, uh, companies are suffering right now. Um, you know, production companies, um especially smaller ones like Brian, who um you know really rely on a lot of you know content being put out and right now it's just you know it's it's there's just not not much happening so um that is a bit of news it doesn't um like i said it doesn't really affect ghostbusters going forward but it is you know something that i i thought bear talking about All right, um, let's look at something that I found very interesting this week. Now, this is an article that you can find on GhostbustersNews.com. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. Jason over at Ghostbusters News does a fantastic job of covering this franchise. He's very devoted, very hardworking. You can see that through his articles, through his YouTube channel, Ghostbusters News. So, you know, go give him some love over there um and you know i know all of us ghostbusters fans appreciate uh what he does but he put out an article this week uh, a few days ago uh entitled behind the scenes deep dive into the making of ghostbusters 2's titanic scene now this is interesting um because we not we've not heard much about you know how they did this in the movie and it's a very you know in ghostbusters 2 towards the end of the movie when you see the titanic scene it's a it's It's very good. It's very well done. It's a good effect. Um, And I'm going to read from the article here um, a little bit, a little piece of uh, what um, Jason wrote on Ghostbusters News. It says In the 1989 sequel, Ghostbusters 2, a buildup of psycho magnetheric mood slime beneath the streets of New York turns the city into a melting pot of paranormal activity manifesting a number of the film's most spine-tingling visuals, among them the better late than never arrival of the Titanic. To make the scene a reality, model makers John Goodson and Jeff Olson constructed a Titanic miniature out of plywood and urethane that, while highly detailed, took some liberties compared to the wreckage. In the no- November 1989 issue of Cinefex uh, magazine, model shop supervisor at ILM Bill, Bill George would discuss these changes, allow, uh, among them the addition of uh, skeletal smoke smokestacks and director Ivan Reitman wanting the hole in the bow sh- ship to uh, appear larger, stating, quote, We tried to be as accurate as we could using books, magazine articles, and videotape of the wreck, but we still had to make changes in two areas. One had to do with the fact that the smokestacks were torn off the ship when, when the ship went down. But the ship without the smokestacks is less recognizable, so we built the smokestacks, making them very skeletal to kind of split the difference. Uh, The second change was because the director wanted the hole in the bow to be much larger than it actually was, and he also wanted the name on the ship to be moved so you could read it. Um, Contrary to what's seen in the film, the Titanic miniature was broken in half. However, it's never shown, with George again citing that the this decision came from Reitman, adding, quote, "...although it's very difficult to tell in the angle it was filmed at, our model was broken in half because the real ship split into two sections when it went down. Early on, we were thinking that it would be great to have the bow section come up and then the and then have the aft section follow. There were also thoughts of seeing the ship floating above the water or rising out of the water, but the director wanted the the audience to be able to see one shot and get the whole joke." he did not want a sequence or any lead in shots um, with pieces of the miniature being sold over the years among them a recent prop store auction containing the ship's front end closing in at $10,000 much like the actual titanic ghostbusters 2 ghostbuster 2's take on the ocean liner is anything but still intact however for those who'd like to catch a glimpse of the scaled down fab- fabrication the below image has been making the rounds and there is a, a really good picture. This thing is huge, this model that they built. Uh, but again, you can find that on Ghostbusters News on the on the article. Um, it goes on to say, While near complete, the miniature in the photo would see a handful of revisions before making its big screen debut, among them Reitman's request to increase the dim- damage seen on the bow. In addition to the Titanic, a couple of other ghostly ideas were tossed around for Ghostbusters 2's Flip City montage with star and co-writer Harold Ramis saying, quote, We considered several ideas. One had the Hindenburg arriving with flaming pastures getting off uh, carrying luggage that was also on fire. Another featured a ghostly subway station with rotting commuters. This was the precursor to the ghost train that is now in the film. We also had a cemetery scene where the gravestones were taking off like rockets. Then the, then the idea for the Titanic hit me one day, and that seemed to offer the most powerful image. And I want to say this about that, you know, this Titanic scene in this movie has all, when I was a kid, I mean, that creeped me out more than almost anything in the film, just seeing those people walking out, and seeing how huge the ship was, and it's funny that they mentioned that they they made the hole in the bow bigger, because Ivan Reitman wanted them to, I've always noticed that, that, that huge gas in the ship, which is not, you know, obviously historically accurate, but it is noticeable. Um, I do think reading on a couple of their ideas they had where maybe the ship rises from the ocean first and it rises in two different pieces and puts itself back together, that would have been really cool. I, I think that would have been really cool if they would have done that. I also like um, uh, Harold Ramis' uh, initial idea with the Hindenburg. That would have been cool to see. Um, so this is this is really cool. If you look at the photo, if you look it up, this thing is huge and it's and it's a really cool miniature that's been built and you know they pulled off a pretty good scene in that movie with this thing. This right here is one great reason why I'm such a big fan of practical effects and actually building these miniatures. It just looks fantastic. You would not have the same effect if this was CGI um it, it just looks great and um you know even the way they the, the ghosts are walking in front of the ship it just works perfectly um but i thought this was interesting because you just never hear about this kind of stuff from ghostbusters too. so that's one you know small piece of news that i did want to talk about this week because um you know like i said you just never hear much from you know those kinds of things from ghostbusters too much about the making of the movie or anything like that you always hear about the first movie but you never hear about that one so i did want to cover that um let's look at the next piece of news here uh this is really recent news it came out today and um you know we have for those of you who don't know we have uh, san diego comic-con coming up it's taking place place this weekend and one thing that is exciting for us right now is that we do have a chance that Hasbro, um, will, you know, give us a, a reveal, you know, sometime in the next week. They've, they've kind of teased it. And so, um, you know, if you're a collector like me, that's really, really, you know, that's always a good thing. You you want to hear about these kinds of reveals. Obviously for Comic-Con this weekend, we're not going to really have much Ghostbuster stuff because, I don't think that um, Sony has anything going on there, but you know it's always good to hear about something like this. Um, now let's talk about the re- the little wink they gave us in terms of this reveal. They did put out a uh, a uh, um, announcement uh, for Thursday, August tenth at ten a.m. Pacific time. In the description of this announcement, they say there are reveals we want to talk about, but we don't want to cross the streams or streamers for that matter. Set a reminder and prepare to be dazzled. So that means that on August uh, 10th, which is a few weeks away, um, you know, we're going to have maybe a Hasbro Ghostbusters reveal, and it's uh, who knows what it'll be. Um, You know, the. Looking back at what Hasbro has done so far, there's been some really cool stuff, um, some really cool figures that I've you know man, uh, managed to get my hands on. I know they did the selfie series, which has kind of been a little controversial uh, because you know they they didn't always look great when you would get a selfie series, which was essentially if you didn't know or you don't know about this, you can get a Ghostbusters action figure, but you'll actually take a scan of your your Face your head, and put it on the figure, and so they'll send that to you. Um, and it's not; it's relatively inexpensive. I think it's like fifty bucks for that, somewhere in that price range, or it was when it came out. Um, but it's it, you know, it is cool, just the idea of it, having your own Ghostbusters action figure with your your face on it. Um, but a lot of them just did not come out looking very good, so that's been sort of a controversial point. Um, this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con Hasbro will be letting attendees get their hands on um, the soon to be series uh, updated selfie series app. So they are actually making um, updates to this. I've seen it. I know they're doing more customization options um, including you know glasses, beards, mustaches, new hairstyles. So they're working on this. I think it was it's always been kind of a work in progress. I hate it for the people who may have already ordered one and and it wasn't right and you know now the only way that they can get an accurate one is to order another one but you know that's just kind of how the business goes. This this is not only with Ghostbusters you can do this with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Star Wars. Um, I want to say maybe there was an option for like GI Joe figures. I I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is cool. This is cool to get an announcement. It's basically an announcement of an announcement, but, um, yeah, I mean, we're sort of in that time period now where there's a new movie coming out so slowly, but surely you're going to see stuff like this happen. You're going to start seeing marketing. Um, you're going to, you're going to see, you know, promo stuff come out and this is part of that, uh, for the movie. Now this, you know, this reveal may not have anything to do with the new movie but if it's Ghostbusters related you can be assured uh you know it's a it's probably gonna be cool and b you know they're doing this to fire us up for um this new movie and and so you know I'm really excited about that all right let's move to probably the biggest piece of news we've had that I wanted to uh uh cover for sure um, we got some some concept art from a Sony Pictures Animation uh, Ghostbusters movie that was going to sort of reimagine the franchise. Now, this was in that realm of, if you remember back a couple of years ago at, at uh, EctoFest, they, they did reveal, Sony did reveal that they're making a, an animated Ghostbusters movie. Well, I think this was the initial concept for the movie, and we got some concept art. Now it's important to go ahead and take into account that this movie is not going to happen. Um, the, uh, this has been scrapped, and they're working on something else, but um, I think it is, you know, something cool to at least look at and take a look at maybe their initial idea. Um, concept art from uh, this abandoned Ghostbusters movie, It's it's gone viral, and um, it's it kind of it's a twist on the original sort of Ghostbusters idea Um, the ghosts are and the monsters are the Ghostbusters in this concept art so the ghosts are actually the Ghostbusters Um, and you do see a caricature of Bill Murray as Venkman and Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stantz The very goofy looking caricatures again You can find this stuff on Ghostbusters News on their site. They have an article with all the pictures and details in it, so you can see this for yourself. Um, And then there is a a large photo with uh, what looks like three ghosts and one monster uh, dressed up as Ghostbusters and holding equipment. And they're in some sort of ghost world. You can see in the background there's like an ocean of uh, green slime behind them and then ghosts flying in the air and... um, So it's just, it. I will say this for like some sort of kids' Ghostbusters movie, I wouldn't have minded something like this. I mean, we did have like an episode of the real Ghostbusters that was centered around ghosts becoming quote unquote ghost eliminators. They weren't actually, but they were pretending to be um so i mean this could you know for a kid stuff this could work i don't know that i love the the art design um it's very uh th- if you haven't seen the photo just think of like new age disney uh, animation that's what this looks like it's very very colorful and bright and you know i don't know that i would have uh loved this myself but maybe you would have um but nevertheless they're not doing it um anyway so it really doesn't matter either way. I, You know, for a, an animated movie, I would really love to see them just use that avenue to go back and do specific time periods that you probably can't do live action anymore. Um, and just use that to tell good stories. I mean, really, that's what I think the animation should be used for. You, you know, you can make the kids stuff too. And I'm not saying that, you know... All of the animated stuff they make won't be for kids. But, I, you know, if, if I were doing it, I would aim it towards more of a family audience instead of just for kids. Because, obviously, you're going to have a lot of Ghostbusters fans watch this that are not kids. So, um, you know, that would be smart to do. But, um, you know, who knows what this would have been like. I don't know why they scrapped it. I don't know what they're doing now. We just don't know much. But um, it would have been interesting nonetheless uh to see what they would have done with this and um you know there is news on you know we talked a while back about premium collectible studio um uh releasing these one six scale uh ghostbusters figures they're like highly accurate um they, they are showing off the Race Dance version of their collectible at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. You can see the photo of it online. Um, it looks pretty good. I'll say it doesn't look super, you know, accurate to Dan Aykroyd, but it's pretty close. Um, but the details on it are amazing. And, you know, it would be something cool to own. I think it's a little out of my price range, personally. Um, but, you know... It, it is what it is. is. I've um, I, One thing is for sure, we've seen some pretty cool Ghostbusters stuff lately. And this is pretty cool just to look at. But I'm not going to talk too much about it because, again, we've talked about the premium collectibles release before. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. Let's move to our main topic for today. And this is what um, I have been thinking about this week and something that I would like to talk about because it's something that i've noticed within um not necessarily the ghostbusters community but i've noticed it just in the movie community people who are fans of movies and may not just be ghostbusters fans and so it's something i would like to talk about because i think it's important i think that um you know it's a good discussion piece so let's jump into it And what I'm talking about today is this question that comes up from time to time about why are they making another Ghostbusters movie? Why do this? Are are they? Is this is obviously just a grab for money? Um, It's it's obviously just trying to keep a franchise going that they shouldn't try to keep going. Um, You know, a lot of people said that when you know before they made Afterlife. And then Afterlife came out and, you know, you'd have some people who would say, well, you know, the fans like that movie, but why keep going now? You know, why not just let it end, bury it, you know, be respectful. Um, And you'll hear all these kinds of things if you're on mainstream social media or you may even know people who, who, you know, sort of poses questions like this. And I want to address this because I see this a lot on social media. I've even seen it... In some places, like the Ghostbusters Reddit forum, you'll see stuff like this from time to time. Even though, you know that that whole forum is supposed to be for, you know, really, I guess, Ghostbusters fans. You'll still see this, and I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be a non-Ghostbusters fan to hold this opinion. You might be a Ghostbusters fan and hold this opinion. You very well might be, but I do want to discuss discuss the question um, nonetheless. So. We live in a world now where a lot of franchises get reboots. A lot of franchises um, get a lot of, you know, and I'm talking like classic franchises, right? Um, stuff from the 70s, 80s. Um, you see some stuff from the 90s that are that's coming back. And people say, you know, well, these are just cash grabs. Why do this? You know, Um just off the top of my head, I can think of you know, several several instances of um, you know, franchise being brought back or rebooted. I mean you've got you know the obvious ones such as Star Wars. Um, you know For me I'm a huge Halloween fan and that's been brought back. Um, you know they are they're always talking about bringing back you know Friday the 13th or not Merll Elm Street. Obviously the most recent uh, example of this would be Indiana Jones. Um, you know, they're always talking about bringing back to the future back, uh, just hasn't happened yet. And I don't think it will, um, you know, i Blade Runner that got, you know, a sequel a few years ago. Um, even, you know, stuff like Dune, which I know that's a remake, but it's a remake of a film from sort of that era. Um, yeah, I mean, you just get all sorts of stuff and I know there's more and I just can't think of it right off the top of my head. Um, I mean, even look at the, the flash movie, like I was just mentioning with bringing, um, you know, Michael Keaton back as Batman. So you get like a lot of this stuff coming back, right. And then bring it back and people say, well, it's just a cash grab. You know, some of that may be true. And I know that there are instances where stuff is brought back and it's not given the best treatment. And so that kind of fuels that, um, you know, that that comment of, you know, cash grabs. And, again, it may be true. With Ghostbusters, which is obviously what I specifically want to address, um, you know, this is a small franchise. It's not big. It's, I don't want to say it's niche or anything like that, but it's um, it's a huge classic movie with a much smaller second movie in terms of you know the people who know it as well um and then you obviously have afterlife which is a movie for the fans made much later um you've got the reboot from 2016 which um you know obviously it didn't do very well you've got stuff like the video games and the comic books but they're made for the fan base you just don't have this huge following like a marvel or a star wars or anything like that right and right now, this franchise is is alive because of uh, two reasons. Number one, the fans. You know, I've said this many times. We, we pretty much kept this franchise alive throughout the 90s and throughout the 2000s. And um, all the way up to present day, we basically kept this thing alive with such strong fandom, right? If you're listening to this podcast... I'm willing to bet you're a big Ghostbusters fan, right? Because you wouldn't be here if you weren't. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. You know, we were all on those old forums back in the early 2000s or the late 90s. We were, you know, we were having our own, you know, meetups. The Ghostbusters franchises were, um, you know, meeting up. I remember, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, you would have... A lot of pictures surface online back when the internet was growing and getting bigger of people's fan made props, which is now kind of a you know a, a relatively normal thing uh in this fan base, but back then you just didn't see a lot of fan made you know accurate proton packs you didn't see a lot of fan made ectos now you see a ton of them so newer fans may not understand this but you know, there was a long time where Ghostbusters was just almost dead and buried. And, you know, fans have worked super hard in their love for this franchise to keep it alive. So, fans is number one on that list. Number two um, is Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman is a guy who has made his own style of movies for years. And, you know, I remember being back on the old Ghostbusters forums back in the day. And, you know, sometimes people would bring his name up as maybe, well, maybe that guy will make a Ghostbusters. I mean, he is Ivan Rotman's son. Maybe he can do it and do it right. And, you know, nobody really ever thought that was seriously possible, right? Because he was not that kind of filmmaker. Um, You know, he certainly was not making, you know, that kind of movie he just wasn't making the science fiction horror comedy whatever and you know there's always this weird thing between uh, you know a, a father who's a filmmaker and a son or a daughter or whoever and you know people want the the offspring to carry on what the parent did and um and it just doesn't you know always happen like that and you just never heard Jason Reitman, or at least I didn't. You didn't really hear him talk about Ghostbusters a lot. So my thought process was, well, he's he's not even really probably interested in this anyway. But sure enough, he surfaces in you know 2019 as making a new one after the reboot, which for me personally, I thought the reboot killed any idea or concept of a, a Ghostbusters movie in the future. I thought the reboot killed it for sure you know after 2016 I was certain you know we were never going to see another Ghostbusters uh, movie TV show anything and but he brought it back he resurrected it and you know he is now spearheading you know everything Ghostbusters you know and and he and Gil Kennan who um you know thankfully we have as our our new director and he obviously worked on writing uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, those two guys seem passionate about this. And so it's one of those things where we as fans, we know that this means more to him than I just want to make money. Listen, here's the truth about Jason Reitman. He could stop this all right now I mean, not literally, because he's he's got a contract, but you just you know what I'm saying. He could quit this and go back to making his small indie films and be fine, because he did he did good with those. He did. You know, you may not like his movies or have even seen his movies, but they did well. They have their fans. He was a, a successful filmmaker. He could go back to that right now. I mean, you know, he's he's look at some of the people he's worked with. I mean, he, he has a strong resume on his own, right. And he could do that, but he doesn't, he wants to be here. He wants to be working on Ghostbusters. And I think that that says a lot about, you know, what we have fans, what we have done over the years that we have kept this thing just alive enough, gave it just enough of a pulse that somebody like him could step in and breathe a little more life into it. And how much life that is, you know, how much, um, you know, we, we'll get out of this besides Afterlife and besides the new movie, you know, I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, it, this could keep going for 20 years. This could end after this movie. We just, we don't know. But. This is more than just a cash grab. It is. Because the fact of the matter is, look at the receipts for Ghostbusters Afterlife. That movie did not make a ton of money. Now, it did make money. It did turn a profit. It did what um, the reboot could not do. It made a profit. And it did so when people were just not going to theaters yet. You know, this is, you know, a year removed from the big part of covid um in 2020 this came out in late 2021 still a lot of people not going back to theaters really the film that broke through that barrier was spider-man no way home which came out like a month after afterlife came out so really that that theater breakthrough did not happen until this movie was already out and it suffered for that it also looked I'm gonna say this, and some of you might be offended by this. Please, please don't be, because I don't mean anything bad by this. It's just a statistical fact, you know. Or, well, not a statistical fact, but I think you can you can take away that this is a fact. This movie suffered because of the reboot. You know, people saw the reboot, and there was a lot of people that just didn't like the reboot. And so, when this movie's coming out, a lot of people don't know that this is. You know, this has nothing to do with the reboot. A lot of people don't know this is in the original uh, uh, universe, and the reboot isn't. A lot of people don't know that. They just see, oh, there's another Ghostbusters movie coming out. Well, I saw that one four or five years ago that came out, and I didn't like it very much, so I'm not going to see this one. That kind of stuff happens. You may not think it does because maybe you're plugged into social media and you're plugged into the online world, but you have to understand a lot of people aren't. And so, all the only marketing they're seeing is uh, a poster on, um, you know, some building that's being used for marketing purposes for the movie, or they see some sort of promo with, you know, whoever walmart or little caesars and they or baskin robbins and they think oh oh this is this a new ghostbusters movie coming out or they see something on their tv while they're watching you know a game or something they'll 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 see a little you know tv spot or trailer for the movie and and they'll they'll and you know that's the only way they know a new um ghostbusters movie is coming out and so um you you suffered for various reasons that's how I'll put it you suffered for various reasons and the bottom line of Afterlife suffered for various reasons but the statistical fact of it is is that it just didn't make a a ton of money in theaters now it did well streaming and it did well in physical sales blu-ray sales and stuff and so it did turn a profit. But I say all of that to get to this point. Sony and companies like that don't usually greenlight movies like this, sequels, when the the last one didn't make a ton of money for them. But they did this because, it, A, it did turn a small profit, and B, Jason Reitman at the helm of this thing... Um, is making movies for the fans. And I think that Sony knows that if he can do that, um, they can have faith in, in the movie to work. And so I'm not saying any of that to say that the next movie will be great and it'll make a ton of money. We don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how this next movie does at the box office because you had the excuses of covid and you had the excuses of you know the 2016 movie not doing well you had all those excuses built in for afterlife but what is what is this movie going to do now that none of those are factors anymore what is this one going to do we just don't know but i'm okay with the ghostbusters franchise continuing if it's given the love and the care for the fans and for, you know, all the love for the 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 original, you know, two movies. If it's given the care that it needs, okay? Once they start making Ghostbusters movies that are cash grabs and they're just pushing them out and they're, you know, two hours of, you know, shooting some... some you know, neutrino ones and not much happening and not much story. And there's obviously not much love put into them. I may start to check out. I may start to agree with people. We need to shut, probably shut this down. But, um, for now, I think that it is perfectly okay that we are getting more Ghostbusters content. You may disagree with me. You may be one of those people that say that that first one was really good. The second one was not great. It had its moments. Afterlife was really fan service. I just don't think we need any more of these. You may be one of those people. I disagree with you, but you may be one of those people. Um but I think that I think that people out there who just see that there's another franchise from the 80s producing sequels who say, "Oh, we don't have, you know, We don't have newer movies or newer franchises being made, but they'll keep pumping this stuff out. I don't know why they keep making this. To me personally, that's just ignorance. That's ignorance. The fact of the matter is, they make new original movies every weekend. You can go to the movie theater just about every weekend and see new original movies being made. I see trailers for them all the time. I've seen many of them in theaters. The fact of the matter is, Okay, this is. This is. This may blow your mind, but just hear me out. The fact of the matter is, people aren't going and seeing those as much. They're not. People are not watching the newer original movies. And one of the reasons for that may be they're just not making quality movies like they used to. That's kind of my belief, you know. I fully believe right now that if they started making a new movie that is in the same quality of a ghostbusters or a back to the future or an indiana jones or a jaws or the shining or you know whatever from the time periods that i love if they started making those quality of original movies again they would do well. I have full belief they would do well, but I just don't think you see many of them. And so all these people that sort of scream and, you know, want to say, well, we can't get original content made and, you know, blah, 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 because of all these old franchises that keep going. Look, Hollywood is huge. They can do the old franchises and still make out still make new content and put plenty of resources towards new content and like i said they do people just don't see them they don't see them right and i'll give you you know sort of an idea of how to think about this okay we're almost at the end of this summer of 2023 so let's just pretend we're we're approaching summer of 2024 let's just say we're approaching um next summer and any movie that you know that's coming out next summer, throw that out of your mind for a minute, and I'm just going to give you a slate of movies. All right, let's just play a little game here. Just to hear me out. All right, so let's say in July, or you know, let's start in June. Let's let's say in June, we have a new Batman coming out. Not not any not Robert Pattinson Batman, just a new original Batman movie but it's Batman though it's not it's a classic franchise right but it's a new version of Batman and then maybe the next weekend they're they put out um uh let's see what's a good example let's say they put out um, a new Spider-Man movie okay Spider-Man classic franchise I know Marvel is the Marvel universe is relatively newer but still tied to a classic franchise so, there you go. And the next weekend, they're putting out, um, let's see, what's another good franchise? A, a new Star Wars movie, okay? A new Star Wars movie. We'll just say another sequel. And then, let's move to July, and let's say they put out, uh, the first weekend, they put out an original movie, a, an original thriller about, um, you know... Um, Someone going on the hunt to find, you know, this guy who, um, did something bad to them in the past. All right. And then the next weekend they put out a new original movie about some group of people that travel into space and discover new planets and, you know, learn how to go to new universes, something like that. Okay, And the next, uh, the next week they put out a new original movie about, um, you know just a love story, let's just say a rom-com, a new, a new rom-com that has the potential to maybe produce two or three sequels, you know, it's, it's kind of given that lead way, but, you know, obviously they won't know until it makes money or loses money whether or not it can do that, okay, so you have June, which is full of all that stuff, all the, the classic stuff, and you've got July, which is full of all original stories, You tell me off the top of your head which month you think is going to make more money at the box office. It's going to be June, right? It's going to be the classic franchises. Why is that? Because that's where people just want to put their money. Okay? And you may think that's wrong. You may think that makes them bad movie fans. But... At the end of the day, what you don't get to decide is how the consumer spends their dollar. And I think that a lot of people have issue with that. I think that a lot of people take issue with that that fact. Not that they can't control people, but just the fact that they want more original stuff to, to do better. Um, and the one thing I didn't even talk about is those original movies I mentioned come, that come out in July. Um, we don't know the quality of them. They could be really good. They could be really bad. We don't know, but I'll still guarantee the classic franchises will make more money. That's just how the consumer wants to spend their dollar nowadays. And I know we've kind of went off the rails of the original point of this discussion. So I want to gear it back that way. But, um, you know, this is just something that's been on my mind because I see, see it on social media a lot and there's just these groups of people who are almost angry at people like me who are fans of classic franchises because we're you know people like us are quote-unquote ruining the movie franchise by lingering on the stuff of the past and not relishing in the stuff of the future and you know i mean look i've seen a lot of original movies in theaters i've seen a lot of classic sequels and reboots and stuff like that and that's typically where i just like spending my dollar you know i'm a i'm a movie fan and i like to see original movies i love it when original movies come out that um are fresh and they do really well and i love that but in my opinion at this time there's just not many of them being made right and you know you you could there could be a time when that month of July with the original movies could beat that month of June and you know as somebody who is a movie lover and does want to see you know great movies continue to be made i hope that that happens at some point i hope that great original content gets made but we're just in a time period right now where it, there's not a ton of it there's just not there is from time to time but there's just not a ton of it you don't see it every weekend you know, you think back to times like the 80s where, you know, every summer of the 80s, there's just these classic blockbusters that came out. And I would, I would love to see that again. I would love to see that happen. There's almost nothing better than when a new movie that is not tied to a classic franchise comes out. And it's so good that everybody's talking about it. People at your work are talking about it. You know, people at school are talking about it you know it's getting such good word of mouth through all the communities and everybody's like "Yo, i've got to go see that um and that kind of happened uh, you know last year but it was with a classic franchise with uh top gun maverick you know that movie when it came out you know people were certainly excited for it and the trailer looked really good and and all that but Once it actually came out, man, the word of mouth on that thing spread like wildfire. And everybody was like, man, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Man, that movie is so good. Oh, I've seen it twice. I'm I'm thinking about seeing it again. Like people were going to the movie theaters in waves to see this thing. And I love when that happens. I love when everybody gets excited about a movie and everybody's seeing it and that's really cool, and I'd love to see that with, with more original content, but it's just not happening, but that is not a reason to throw hatred at the classic franchises, so, you know, that's a rant that, you know, you may not deem that to be of any importance, anything that I've just said, and, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and in, in the world, and life, it's not, that's not really, that's a, you know, a a rant full of nonsense, but, Um, As a movie fan, as a lover of classic franchises like Ghostbusters, that's something that's near and dear to my heart, because I want to see good quality Ghostbusters films continue to be made, as long as they are just that, quality films, you know, I want to see that happen, because quite frankly, I've waited my whole life to see Ghostbusters on the big screen, and Just thinking right now about walking into a theater, opening night, and getting to see this next Ghostbusters movie just excites me to the core, just like it did with Afterlife. I'm no less excited for this movie um, than I was for Afterlife. I'm I'm not. And I know that a lot of people say, well, it's not going to be the same. You know, it's not going to be the same because Ghostbusters Afterlife was really the first thing we've seen from this world in, in decades. But I'm so excited for this movie as well because it's a continuation. It's a continuation of the story and a continuation of this beloved original universe. And and I'm just so excited for that. And I, and I think that it's ridiculous to anybody out there who would love to, you know, step all over that excitement that, that fans have because, you know, they want to push their own agenda and, and you know, and just say ridiculous things. And and like I said, I see it all the time. You may not, but that's just me. I see it. And, and you know, uh, it's something that I'm passionate about. Like I said, but that was a, that was a good topic to discuss. Something that I I wanted to, uh, touch on. We've been going for about 48, 49 minutes here. So we're going to wrap it up here and, uh, you know, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to Ecto one radio. You know, as I said earlier, we're getting closer to that release date, which means that um, every day we're getting closer to more content being released uh, from this movie. Trailers, whatever we're gonna get. Um, so, you know, we're another two weeks closer since you were last here, and um, you know, I could, for I for one, as you can tell, could not be more excited about it. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. Please subscribe to us wherever you're listening. Uh, It would be much appreciated. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks.